Al Jazeera podcast. As 2023 wraps up, we're revisiting some of the stories that defined our year. We're breaking down 2023 in 10 episodes. And today, we're going back to one about the so-called Orca Uprising, a rise in Orca whales targeting boats off the coast of Spain and Portugal for reasons unknown. So buckle up. Here's our episode from June 28th. A note, none of the dates or other references have changed. Off the coast of Spain and Portugal, near the Strait of Gibraltar, a pod of orcas courses through the water. They keep their distance until they don't. An orca circling a high-end yacht before ripping the vessel's rudders off. The pod rammed the boat continuously for over an hour. There had been more than 200 reports of this behavior since 2020. The whales have sunk three sailboats just in the past year. And last week, there was another incident off the Shetland Islands, the first time in those waters. If you've been scrolling through social media, you might find yourself taking sides. Are you Team Orca or Team Boat? I will not stop rooting for the whales. You let them giant sea babies destroy the rich in peace. I am Team Orca. But it's not as clear-cut as orcas, sometimes known as killer whales, taking revenge on billionaires and their boats. The possibilities abound. The whales are taking a sort of revenge after years of being injured by boats. It definitely seems more consistent with play behavior on behalf of the whales. We break down the theories and look at why these orcas have taken the internet by storm. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. To get some answers, I'm speaking with two people who've made the ocean their careers. My name is Jeroen Hoekendijk. I'm a PhD candidate from the Netherlands, and I uh, work in various projects with marine mammals. My name is Philip Hoare. I'm a writer. Um, I've written a number of books, especially about the sea, and uh, I've known Jeroen for quite a long time now. We met in Provincetown, Cape Cod, where we were both whale-watching and studying whales. And where am I catching each of you now? Where are you located at this moment? I'm on an island in the Netherlands called Tessel. It's about an hour and a half drive from Amsterdam. I'm in Southampton in the UK on the south coast, um, right by the sea. I I swim in the sea every single day. Both of you are in enviable locations. (laughs) Um, Perfect time to talk about the water and the sea creatures living in it. So... What we know is that there is a pod of orcas ramming up against boats. We lost both rudders. Sometimes they're damaging the rudders, and in some very rare occasions, they're sinking the boats. And the encounters have all been clustered around mainly this area near Portugal. Yuren, you have been there. Can you describe what the orcas are doing? So in this region, uh, around the Iberian Peninsula, Spain, Portugal, and in the Strait of Gibraltar, there's a small group of orcas of around 50 individuals. And a small part of them, around 15, they are now showing more and more interactions with boats. 
the most violent ones, if I can call it like that, is that the, the orcas uh, start ramming the rudder and in some cases even breaking off the rudder and the, in three uh, occasions even sinking a ship. Ambushing and ramming boats, the latest attack left this yacht with a shattered rudder. And this is done by repeatedly ramming the, the ship. And they, they do that in very small groups. And um, on some of the ships afterwards, they could even see rake marks of the teeth. So there is some serious interactions between the, the vessel on one side and the orcas on the other side. I want to make sure I have the terminology right. I've definitely seen attacks that these boats and these vessels have been attacked. I've seen encounter. How would you describe what's going on? So the local researchers in that area, they categorize as an interaction. And the interaction is when the orcas pay close attention to the boat and often touch it. Mm. And if the orcas simply ignore a boat and just continue on their way, they call it a sighting. And these interactions, they, they range from uh, just close proximity to the boat up to the, the actually ramming of the, of the vessel. So, Philip, you have had your own interaction with a pod of orcas, similar to what we're talking about, not in the same area. It was near Sri Lanka. This was in 2017 when you were initially out there to watch sperm whales. Tell me what happened. So uh, myself and Andrew Sutton, who's my dive partner I work with, we were um, with a pod of 150 sperm whales. And then we saw about 30 sperm whales heading off towards the north. And we followed them. And we realized they were protecting their young against a group of two, Mm -hmm. two different pods of orcas. And the orcas were circling the whales. They'd sort of rounded them up to try and predate the calves. So this was not benevolent activity, this was predation. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly, the two pods of orcas just gave up. One pod disappeared and the other reassembled a little further to the north. So we got there and we were watching them and they started circling us. I thought, wow, these are so beautiful, these animals. They're black and white. They're almost robotic about the beauty of these animals. They're very, the the black and whiteness of them makes them very um, beautiful to look at, but also terrifying in a way. Mm -hmm. They are a very efficient predator. Then they rammed our boat at least five times. We're on a 19 foot fiberglass Sri Lankan fishing boat. Yikes. No distress fares, no life life belts, nothing. So this is really starting to be quite scary. Oh, my gosh. And as I looked from the other side of the boat, five orca came charging directly at the side of the boat. They were doing what they do with seals, where they flip them off an ice floe by creating a compression wave to tip over the ice floe and tip the seal into the water and eat them. Wow. And as Philip and the crew recorded the encounter one of the orcas bit off the microphone that they were using. So it was clear, and you can feel the intelligence of these animals. It's clear now that if those whales had wanted to tip us into the middle of the Indian Ocean, they could have done so. That is remarkable, to to, to say the least. So 
Yurun, picking up on what Philip said, there has been a lot of speculation about why the orcas are behaving this way. And as the story goes, it focuses pretty much on one whale, an older female that I've seen named Gladys or Gladys Blanca. One theory, revenge. A whale named White Gladys was hit by a boat and has taught the pod to attack. They seem to be learning this aggressive behaviour from one whale in particular, and her name is Gladys. Who is Gladys? Why that name? So the the researchers there that monitor these animals, they have a catalogue of all the individuals that they encounter. It's around 50 individuals in in that population. And they have decided to name any animal that has shown an interaction with these vessels uh, to give them the name Gladys. And Gladys Blanca is a young female, but uh, an adult, a young adult female. Um, she has two offspring, uh, which also have been um, reported to interact with vessels. They are also named Gladys, but they are different last names, so to speak. So there is now uh, in total 15 Gladyses, and they are spread out over, uh, over two family pots. What's interesting to see is that um, the adults that are part of these groups, they're more sort of on the side observing the behavior. Are they directing it, silently directing the behavior? I would not rule that out. Uh, I think it's possible. These family groups are directed by the moms of the group or even the grandmothers of the group. So it's a very interesting dynamic. And you can see that it follows these family lines. So first it's brothers and sisters from this Gladys White and it spreads through this one family pot. And then another family pot picks it up and it spreads through that family pot. So you can sort of see a little bit how this behavior is shared throughout pots. Philip says the name Gladys dates all the way back to ancient Rome. Gladys is an abbreviation of gladiator. And for a long time, the scientific name for the orca was Orca Gladiator. Oh, wow. And it was believed the Romans actually conducted sea battles with orca in the Mediterranean. Mm. Whether or not this is true, we don't know. But it has this kind of connection. Unfortunately, the Portuguese group of scientists who are studying it gave them the name Gladys. And I think they slightly regret it in a way because it conjures up this kind of martial aspect. So what are these Gladyses actually up to? We dive into the theories after the break. Welcome to Necessary Tomorrows. My name is Ursula. I am an AI. And I have inferred from your online activity that you have been feeling more dread than hope when you think about the future that is coming for us here in the 2060s. So I have created a course just for you to enhance your capacity for imagining different futures. Necessary Tomorrows, an audio series by Doha Debates and Al Jazeera. Find it where you listen to podcasts. There is many a theory floating around to explain these orca encounters, including the theory that this is revenge, payback for the trauma humans have perpetrated against orcas, whether it's noise disrupting their environment or actual physical violence. Yeah, the revenge theory is definitely, well, it started out being amusing, right? Monica Whelan-Shields is the director of the Orca Behavioral Institute in the U.S., I think the meme culture has kind of embraced that. And it was originally put forward by researchers in the area. But 
To me, there hasn't been any direct evidence put forth that there was this type of traumatic event. To Monica, a simpler explanation could be the right one. She believes that it's actually curious orcas playing. There's something they're finding engaging, specifically about rudders on certain size sailing vessels. Killer whales will rush up behind a boat and sometimes put their snout straight into the propeller wash and feel it's almost like a jacuzzi. For them, I think this is a game. While I'm sure it's scary for the people involved, for the whales, it seems to be entertainment. So, Yurun, talking about what we're seeing today, one theory that has been proposed is that the orcas are simply playing. Why is that a theory? What do you make of that one? Yeah, it's been hypothesized that they are showing play behavior, playful behavior, um, which matches sort of with uh, the fact that we see mostly young animals do this. Uh, Curiosity and playful behavior is often associated with younger animals. But on the other hand, this is now happening so fast And so often there's been over 200 reports that just curiosity alone for me might not be enough to to cover it. So it seems to be some learned behavior that is repeated uh, over and over again. Yurun says there is also an alternative hypothesis stemming from conflict with fishing boats. There is no denying that um, these orcas are suffering from our presence in the area. Mm-hmm. So there's fewer fish available. These orcas are covered with scars. If you compare them with other populations, they show way more scars from uh, fishing lines, entanglements, and even amputations have been recorded uh, due to these interactions with these uh, fisheries. Mm-hmm. So there is the conflict in, in this area between humans and orcas on the other side. I think these animals are very smart. I think they know if they interact with the rudder, the people will slow down or stop the boat. If you break a rudder, Mm. the the boat will stop. So I don't think we can rule it out that it is actually a version against these ships, just as we cannot rule out that it's just playful behavior. But I would like to add one thing, is that there's not a single report in the whole world where orcas have actually attacked a human. Mm -hmm. So aggression towards humans or uh, maybe seeing them as a prey or wanting to damage them, that is not really supported. It really is this interaction with the boats and the rudders. If there's humans in the water, they generally don't attack them in any kind of way. I think it's interesting to compare these kind of um, interactions between humans and orcas to, let's say, humans and any kind of other large carnivore. You can be in the water when an orca is hunting and come out alive, but you wouldn't consider going into a pack of lions or a pack of wolves while they are hunting their prey. Yeah. I think it's what you guys are talking about helps explain why this has really captured the public's imagination, because this story isn't just about the encounters themselves anymore. It's gone viral. So I want to share one tweet with you. A user named Trevor writes... Direct messaging every orca I know and begging them to tell me how a land-based ally can support the movement. So he's using the parlance of today in a tongue-in-cheek way to say he does support the ramming of the boats by the orcas. He's not the only one. There are tweets, Facebook posts, Instagrams, and TikToks all in support of these whales. What if we kissed while watching the orcas take back the ocean? It's too perfect, too clear of a message for humans to F the F off. I'm on Team Orca. I'm on the side of the freaking orcas. Viva la freaking France. I'm joining the revolution. What have you all seen on social media, Philip? 
and lots and lots of that. More power to the orca. Um, <laughs> it's their time. <laughs> well, you know, they've been round in their evolved state for longer than we have, really. And we have no idea what their culture consists of. I consider that they have a narrative about us over the past hundred years, which is not a good narrative. They will know that we have killed, last in the last century, we killed three million great whales. It's us who have polluted their ocean, that have created plastic pollution, that create noise pollution, all these things, they must associate those with human beings, I believe. Um, they're, they're, they have huge brains. Um, they must make that association. So, yeah, I don't agree with the idea that, you know, there is any kind of bellicose aspect to this. But I do agree that Orca might have a point. And I think we are aware, without mincing my words, we're aware that we have abused them. So what I think... The public reaction to this story at the moment, it has to be seen in that framework. Yuren, why do you think we're seeing this narrative of Team Orca versus, as it's been described, Team Billionaire? Is that the correct narrative? Um, as a meme, as a joke, I, I see them and I, and I can even laugh about some of them, but there's a risk there. So if we start, um, even as a joke, uh, demonizing these animals... It could be that in a different region, uh, an orca takes an interest in a vessel in a totally benign way, and the observer on the boat might feel threatened and respond to that in that way. Mm. There is many locations in the world where we see marine mammals with um, different types of wounds, even uh, bullet bullet wounds. So I would stay stay away from that. Yeah. Finally, orcas have been this animal that humans have almost mystified from the depiction of them as cuddly animals to be saved in the movie Free Willy, which was really big in my childhood. Imagine if the world you lived in, the space you breathed in, and the freedom you played in was suddenly taken away. To the horror film from 1977, Orca, it was about inciting fear about orcas as killer whales. A fight to the death between the two most dangerous animals on Earth, man and orca. To what we're seeing now on social media, what do you think these encounters mean for the perception of orcas? Philip? Well, I think you already made a very good point there. A good friend of mine emailed me today and was scared because four orca had been seen off uh, Nantucket, the island of Nantucket, um, in New England. And I think Jeroen also raises the very, very scary possibility that people would start taking action against these. I mean, someone said to me the other day, talking about this exact story, what, what are we going to do about it? What are we, as so typical human, what are we <laughs> going to do? Like, we have got control of the world, so what are we going to do about it? I, I'd rather we didn't do anything, to be honest. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Chloe K. Lee and Sonia Bagat, with David Enders, Miranda Lynn, Ashish Malhotra, Khalid Sultan, Amy Walters, and me, Malika Bilal. Our sound designer is Alex Roldan. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back.